Hello, and welcome back to Art and Mount Holyoke College Art Museum's student-run podcast that discusses not just the art on the walls, but its interdisciplinary connections. My name is Molly Wolforth, and I'm a student guide and curatorial intern here at the museum. And in this episode, I'm joined by arts and community engagement intern Raylan Murthel, class of 2019, as we discuss a photograph from Lorraine O'Grady's series, Art Is, and unpack the appearance of Black female joy in the greater art historical narrative and O'Grady as an artist who seeks to challenge our notion of what or who art is. I'm here with Raylan Murthel, class of 2019, who's the arts and community engagement intern at the museum. Um, and you've been here for a couple years, correct? Yes. So I'll be finishing up my third year here. Time flies. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we are looking at a really special piece today, um, one that actually came into the museum's collection during our time at Mount Holyoke, um, which is Dancer in a Grass Skirt from the series Art Is uh, by Lorraine O'Grady, which was made in 1983. So just to start off our conversation, um, really, will you tell me a little bit about like what is happening in this photograph? Sure. My pleasure. So we are presented with this really vibrant and colorful and energetic image of three women, two of which are in grass skirts dancing in a parade in Harlem, New York, um, and one woman in a white jumpsuit is has her arm outstretched holding a gilded frame which is framing one of the women in the grass skirt um, quite perfectly, almost center centered in this image. Um, and we see a, a shaft of light <laughs> shining down on them, really, um, so to say, like a spotlight on this moment of this like shared black female joy, um, really dancing and having a great time. Um, one thing that I really love about this image is that uh, kind of double capture of black female joy we see it first in this like overarching image of the three women but we also see it in the gilded frame that's being held over the center woman we see her smiling the glitter on her brow uh, the dancing in her skirt the excitement um, and action and muscle of the woman holding the frame so there's a lot of a lot of frozen energy that's very very enigmatic um, and I feel like communicates quite well to the audience. Yeah, definitely. I, I totally see this sort of frozen and captured energy that you mentioned. I think that's a really interesting way to look at like this, as you said, a double framed image. So there's like, we're looking at the image within the image. Um, I wonder if you could tell us a little bit more about the piece that this image has come from, because art is was not just dancer in a grass skirt. It was a little bit broader than that. I was wondering right. if you could tell us a little bit more about that series. Yeah, definitely. So Art Is is a larger <laughs> <laughs> performance art piece that Lorraine O'Grady decided to put on as part of the uh, Harlem African American Day Parade, uh, which no longer happens in New York, but was a very special time for the community. Um, and it was made up of around 20 uh, young African-American and Latinx uh, actors and dancers. Um, and they wore all white um, and held gilded frames and would kind of like dance in front of this float, 
which atop the flute was a 9 by 12 foot uh, gilded frame that when it went down the road would frame the other side of the street. So these um, African-American faces were looking out and seeing other uh, friendly, familiar African-American faces smiling right back at them through this gilded frame. So they were seeing their community um, kind of put through this highbrow perspective given to us by that gilded frame. Um, and this whole performance piece came light to uh, Lorena Grady because one of her acquaintances said that avant-garde art doesn't have anything to do with black people. So Lorraine took it on a, took it on herself to just to show like to literally show her that there is a space and a place. Um, for uh, African-American and Black faces to be seen in more of an avant-garde performance, contemporary um, view in the art world. And this uh, whole performance was very secret in its planning. She didn't let anyone know that this was about to happen. It was very um, closed and private until the actual event took place. And then the whole world knew. <laughs> Uh, the statement that avant-garde art doesn't have anything to do with black people is one that, for me, prompts me to think about more largely the, the role of black bodies within art history, sort of on a, a broad sense. Um, so where else do we see black bodies commonly within art history, even within our own museum space here? Right. Um, so, for example, if we want to go back to really the birthplace of having... Um, an othered, a colored uh, face in art history, we can go back to the Renaissance um, and we think of images of the Magi. Mm -hmm. um, we think of the images of like the three kings coming um, to give the gifts to uh, baby Jesus. And that's kind of the first time we see that image being celebrated, mm -hmm. uh, but also exoticized um, because it is coming from this other, um, this distant, far off country. Um, so that's that's really the first time, and it's interesting to think how like that was immediately seen as and put up as highbrow art. Mm -hmm. uh, it was never really a question of whether or not um, this could be given the respect and the dignity. Um, due to other other folks depicted in these paintings. Yeah, I think I like how you pointed out that it's always been like a high a sort of a highbrow art thing. Um but one of the ways that we always see particularly in the Renaissance see um the the three kings who tend to be depicted as men of color, um although oftentimes it just looks like there's one black king and two sort of European looking kings. Mm -hmm. It's a little ambiguous. Right. Um and alters in, in depictions. But a lot of times I think in European art from the European Renaissance, um, we see a lot of times the one black king juxtaposed with the super white Mary and Jesus, which is like historically inaccurate, but mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I think sets up from the beginning the sense that we're supposed to see within Western art um, the black body and the white body sort of diametrically opposed to each other. Mm -hmm. um, and the black body being one that is exotified and the white body being one that is just normal mm -hmm. um, that we're supposed to sort of see in that sense. And definitely within the image of Balthazar that we see, even within our own Renaissance gallery, we have a, a big image of um, the Magi up. 
Uh, but Balthazar is like the only really obvious non-white face in yes. that painting. Um, and if you look at his face in comparison to um, the Virgin and the Christ child, they're like as white as can be. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's really not a normalized presence, but as you said, like an exotified one. Right, right. Um, so I think this this representation of like the exotified black body that we see in like his, art history a lot of the times mm-hmm. um, is one that carries into contemporary art now and artists are responding to that. So thinking about, you know, this historical example of the Magi and like all the sort of decades and centuries uh, uh, past that, um, it brings us back to art is and how, you know, this frame that it feels so classical and so like quintessential museum-y mm-hmm. um, is the thing that sort of unifies this piece. So why is it important, do you think, that Lorraine O'Grady captures this image of black female joy within this historical narrative of art. I feel like because it's precisely that, this narrative of black female joy is not one that we see on the walls of museums. It's not one that we see included in literature, um, in photography, in both casual and highbrow um, spaces where art is shared. I feel like we are constantly being inundated with these images and stories of uh, black women being these strong, solemn, in charge, there to care for you um, individuals, which at some time, at some points can seem to almost dehumanize them. Uh, And I feel like sort of like a reduction to like a single story kind of thing right exactly we're only getting one one very important but only one side of this very very big uh very important uh human personality and i feel like lorraine o'grady's art is dancer in a grass skirt specifically is able to cut across this message of black female happiness and how it has a space um, in highbrow art as she like literally frames this mm-hmm. woman um, with dark beautiful skin just smiling and having a wonderful time uh, dancing and sharing her energy with her community um, and I mean if we look at other African-American uh, black colored artists who also focus on women um, such as Carrie Mae Weems uh, in our American gallery right now, we have up the piece, I looked uh, and looked and couldn't see what frightened you so. I'm sure I'm paraphrasing the um, title. Uh, but it is an Im- it's a doubled mirror- mirrored image of Carrie Mae Weems holding up a hand mirror to her face. Um, and it's just like looking and looking and you can see the very pensive look on her face. Uh, as she's trying to find trying to find something that could possibly be deterring her from normal interaction with the world, and I feel like that pensive, almost stricken look is one we see a lot on the faces of African American women uh, in museums. Mm. So this was the first time that I, as a student of art history, was able to see. A different side of a story that I grew up knowing that I'm growing up embodying. 
Thank you so much, Raylan. <laughs> My pleasure. Thank you, Molly. Thank you for listening to this episode of Art and. Many thanks to Raylan for this conversation about O'Grady's Dancer in a Grass Skirt and the performance of Art Is as a celebration of Black female joy. To learn more about Dancer in a Grass Skirt or to listen to more episodes of Art and, please visit our website at artmuseum.mtholyoke.edu. Music in this episode is by Chad Crouch via the Free Music Archive. Special thanks to the MHCAM education staff and to you for listening.